BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon, coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia, and 497,000 locked up raw. And, uh, you know, we're in it. The heat is thick in Georgia. It's like, remember when you cut into an angel food cake and you could barely cut through it and it's just that moist, that that sticky, sticky, moist cake that would just stick to the side. But then when you pull it out, you get a clean break. You know what I mean? You pull the knife out and there wasn't any, any extra cake stuck to it. That's just how the heat feels. Because once you step into the air conditioning, it's that clean break. You're like, fuck, thank God. And I love that steam heat, baby. You know, that's who I am. I thrive in a steam heat, but it is a bit jarring right now because we are so, you know, I'm not out on a lake. I'm not out, you know, I can go by the pool, but I'm not out just crushing the town. I'm not sitting on a patio with a fan and 12 margaritas and eight of my best friends. They're all sober. It's just me drinking the 12 margaritas. Feels extra sticky, extra hot, but we're doing it. You know, I hope you guys are staying positive. I hope everybody's kind of hunkering down. Fuck. What's new? What's happening? Oh, a little exciting news. So I'm going to do a little virtual show Sunday, July 19th, I believe 7.30 p.m. East Coast time, 4.30 West Coast, but double check. You can go to heatherontour.com. So I just want to preface this. It's going to be so much fun. I'm going to have some surprise guests. It's going to be kind of set up more like a late night experience. We've been trying to toy around with getting to a studio to do like a real stand-up show. <laughs> I just need to like preface this. I had so many people message me like, Heather finally got her Netflix comedy special. This is it. I'm like, yo, I would never do a Netflix comedy special, not in front of a live audience. That is not what this is. But it's going to be a fun night of an intimate hour with me at the house giggling and we're doing the most. We're literally shooting this on my computer. It's only like a $20 ticket charge, which I think is very reasonable. Invite some of your friends who you know are COVID free and watch it together and giggle. We're going to have a blast. I'm excited about some of the surprise guests. And I just want this to be like a, like an intimate, fun evening. I mean, so many people have been asking me, can you do something online? You know, we just need something. And so I figure why not have a part of the proceeds go to the Actors Fund, which is an incredible organization that helps people 
kind of in the entertainment industry, essentially, who's been seriously affected by COVID. And I'm not talking about like giant celebrities who have mansions. I'm talking about people who work in the theaters that I'm used to performing in. Anybody, you know, from an usher to somebody working the concession to the sweet, you know, older lady who takes your tickets at the front door. So many people that are, are work in the live event space are out of work. So many people in that space just need help during this hard time. So the Actors Fund is a really great organization that just kind of, you know, helps uh, people in the performing arts of all races, sexes, creeds, any walk of life if you're in the performing arts and you need a little extra help during this time. I feel like the arts has been very good to me. So I figure let's um, be good to it, right? But I just want you all to know, this is not like an hour long stand-up special. We're going to do some stand-up. We're going to tell jokes. We're going to do Q&A. We're going to do all the fun things. It's more of like an interactive special that I want you guys to just feel like, hey, we're having an intimate evening together. Will I have pants on? Absolutely fucking not. Will I be drinking? Hell fucking yeah, doggy. It's going to be awesome. But you can go to heatherontour.com and we'll have tickets there. I believe you download it. You'll get a link and you can watch it live. It will be a live show. So I don't know if you can record it, if you can screen grab it somehow, you know, on your computer. Fantastic. But it will be a live show. But I'm excited. You know, I miss being on the road. And what's really kind of alarming, and, you know, Chris and I talked about it in the podcast, so many of these theaters and these venues and even, you know, the promoters and people who are in that space that deal with live shows, they just don't know what the fuck they're going to do. It costs so much money to keep a lot of these historical theaters open. If I was a cajillionaire, I know I'd buy at least two theaters right now and just keep the lights on and then bring them back when we're, you know, through the other side of this. I would love nothing more than to be able to own a theater right now and be able to give people a place to perform. And there's just nothing better. Like you guys come out to the shows and, and there's just so much fucking fun being in live. But we're going to have to kind of make, you know, lemonades out of lemons. And uh, we're going to have a great time virtually. I'm going to hopefully be able to get to interact with some of y'all. And we're going to just have an awesome time. But it's going to be set up a little bit more like a late night show. We're going to do, do the most. I'm going to talk directly to camera, but there's no audience for me to see. I can't even see like y'all quote unquote, like zoomed in. I know some other comics have done it differently, but it's just going to be like me chatting with y'all. So think of it as like a really fun, exaggerated Instagram story, but we're going to have video elements and surprise guests. It's going to be awesome. I'm thrilled. But again, heatherontour.com to check that out. Um, but for those of you being like, is this your Netflix special? No, not yet. Hopefully when we get back on the road, shit, I have so much more material now too, since, you know, we have gone through this fucking year. This is not the same as the farewell tour. And the funny thing is when I'm on tour, like you get your fucking bang for your buck. My shows are like 90 minutes, almost like two hours. I love to perform. You have to drag me off stage. Like I have such a fucking good time. And so this is interesting. We're keeping it at like, you know, maybe a little bit over an hour, but apparently there's a thing that people get like screen fatigue, which is this new fucking thing I've learned. You know, I'm trying to sell this TV show. And so we're having to like set up these essential like virtual pitches, which is just so fucking awkward because when you sell something, it's like performing live. I want to be in the room. I want to be able to like, you know, put my hand on your shoulder and like bring you in and let's have an intimate moment so I can explain to you this story. So I'm having to do these fucking meetings online. And the biggest note that I've gotten is people are like, listen, keep everything right and tight, short and sweet because people get you know, internet fatigue, they get computer fatigue. And you're like, this is fucking insane. But um, I'd rather give you a fantastic, just 
knock it out of the ballpark show. And I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to have this opportunity. And we're going to test it. We're going to see what works and what doesn't. Y'all, I know when I go out on the road and I test new material, I know what works and what doesn't. But, you know, I can say that to you. Hey, we're just trying this out. Let's see what works. But that's what we're going to do with this. It's the first one I've done. So let's see what happens after the show because you know it's going to be great. I need you to tweet, email, write letters to the head of like Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, all the streaming platforms say, hey, one, you need to buy Heather's TV show that she's taking out. And two, you need to give her a comedy special. So would like your help with that. That's what's up. Stands only. Love you. Anywho. So yeah, we're just fucking doing it. I'm in my mom's office, like back to staring at the litter box, just trying to fucking get into it. It is fun though. I will say to have this creative juice is flowing. Ow, ow. You know, I'm getting a little pep in my step. I'm giggling again. And listen, I respected when we had essentially, you know, they were calling like the blackout on Instagram that we were giving our platform to different voices. And, but it it is, I realize people need, you know, we're now in the second fucking wave of COVID and people are like, fuck, we got to giggle. I need a laugh. I can't even fucking turn on the news every day. It's a shit show. (sighs) Thirsty as hell. Thirsty as hell. Mouth is drier than tip of my hair, the ends of my blonde locks when I would do swim team in the summer of 95. You know, when you spray a little sun in and then you just soak your body in chlorine as a kid, that's me. That's how dry my throat is right now. But we're doing it. We're going to get into the voicemails because y'all are just a fucking riot. You're losing your minds. These voicemails are getting dumber by the minute. Listen, I moved back home with my mom during Corona and it's not been just like a, hey, a temporary. No, we picked up our life and moved home. And I got to be honest with you, I've done this every couple of years, come back home, but this has been quite an adjustment. I'm realizing living with my fiance and my mom in the same house, honey, I need to talk to somebody. The cool thing is I don't have to worry about going in person right now because I can go to Talkspace. Talkspace is honestly cannot describe to you. This has become my new normal. Having a therapy session, being able to talk to a professional that can give me honestly like an an unbiased opinion and just be like, Heather, you're not going crazy. You're having a, a positive conversation, get things off your chest that can also help me work better with my family, sleep better at night, and just have an overall mental health well-being. Talkspace is an online therapy basically to give you support because that's what we all need right now. You match with the licensed therapist literally from the convenience of your own device, no matter where you are. You reach out to your therapist 24-7 from phone or computer, and you'll hear back five days a week. That's right. Luckily, Talkspace Online Therapy can match you with the licensed therapist, all from the comfort of your own phone and computer. Honestly, it is really hard to find a therapist when you're going in person and you're really laying it all on the line. The cool thing about Talkspace is I can just sit in bed and talk to somebody in the moment. When I when I need a moment to just clear my head, Talkspace has been awesome for me. The bottom line is that we all need to talk sometimes and Talkspace wants to give more support Give us the the support that we need at a price we can afford. As a listener of those podcasts, you can get $100 off your first month on Talkspace. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure you use the code absolutely to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's absolutely and Talkspace.com. Check it out. Love you, mean it. I was talking with a friend the other day and we were just kind of talking like creative creative projects and like what we miss. And we both mentioned Dumb and Dumber. How to me, that is like an iconic classic. To me, that is one of the best well-written movies of all time. We have no food. We have no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. Best line. Like I want that on my tombstone. 
you'll know what that reference is if you've seen Dumb and Dumber. But that, these voicemails are like l- writing themselves. You guys are such idiots. Now, y'all are really having some time to be deep in thought, sitting on your own back porches with your Yeti cooler filled with iced tea, but really it's all vodka. And then you just call me. I will say I so much so appreciate that we've turned down the air conditioning and rolled up the windows a little bit so I can hear your voicemails. So I did stick to some really hopefully crisp and clear sound wise voicemails. But y'all are fucking dumber than ever. Dumb and dumber. You're all dumb and dumber. I will say this though too. Okay, I'm standing up. Usually I record when I sit down, but I kind of need to stretch my leg. I will say this too. I do think quarantine is making me far more stupid. You know, my SAT scores weren't great. On paper, I'm a little bit of an anomaly. How is somebody that testing stupid been successful? But it's because I'm 100% street smarts. But not really having that human interaction, not being on my toes, not being out working, it is making me fully stupid. I tried to read a book the other day and I got halfway through. One, realized I had drooled on the paper and I just went cross-eyed. I went fully fucking cross-eyed. I'm like, am I now dyslexic? And no hate or shade to anybody who has, you know, dyslexia. I have dyslexia with numbers. I switch numbers. Can't remember phone numbers. Was horrible with math. Good reader though, but numbers I always flip. But I literally was like, I don't know how to read right now, y'all. Fully cross-eyed. Speaking of just going cross-eyed, you know, I've told you when you give me a really like uncomfortable kind of baby back bitch handshake, like when a man comes in to give me this like half-baked clamshell handshake where they don't fully extend their hand, nothing makes me more uncomfortable. What else makes me really uncomfortable is when somebody has like a lazy eye. Again, that's my own cross to bear. That's my own battle to deal with, but I never know which eye to look at. I was at a very bougie, quote unquote, celebrity party about a year ago. And I knew somebody there and she just kind of was trying to, I don't know if she was trying to avoid, if I was being self-conscious about it, but I thought she was looking at me from across the the party. So I went to be like, hey, like, yeah, we're acknowledging each other. She tried to avoid me so fucking hard. She crossed her fucking eyes. And I was with Ray and Ray goes, she just fucking crossed her eyes, bitch. And we were both fucking dying. Like, I'm impressed that she did that. I can do a really hard fake cross. Like I can keep my eyes crossed for a while. But the fact that she did that simply to avoid eye contact is still like, it's beyond me. It's fucking beyond me. I'm not even kidding you. I was like, Ray, she just went full fucking cross. eyed. He's like, yeah, to avoid talking to you. Cause she thinks she's such a star. (laughs) That's Hollywood for you, man. Everyone just crossing their eyes. Like I'm not going to have to talk to her. She is below me. I'm fucking dying. All right, enough bitching, enough complaining. Again, go on to my website, heatherontour.com. It might be like backslash stream or something. I don't know. But we've got a show Sunday, July 19th. Buy your tickets. Part of the proceeds go to the Actors Fund. And it's going to be exciting to, you know, have an excuse to be creative again. I'm thrilled. I can't wait to see you there. Well, I won't see you there. So if you shit on your couch, I won't know. But I will, I'll be there. I'll feel you in spirit. But I'm excited to do that. All right, let's get into the voicemails. Hey, Heather, this is Caitlin from Austin, Texas. Um, My absolutely not, I think it's going to be a little controversial, but my absolutely not is people making Instagrams for their newborn babies cannot get with it. I look at them and it's like, hi world, it's me, baby. And, And I think the weirdest thing is that the moms pretend to be the babies. And it's just like, how long does this go on? realistically speaking, like, 
do you like hand over the Instagram handle when the kid turns like 13? I don't know. It's just really weird to me. A lot of my friends are starting to have kids and starting to do this weird shit. Let me know your thoughts. Also, I love the podcast. Okay, wait a minute. Caitlin, this is so fucking funny. So let me get this straight. I pop out a kid. I name my kid Charlie. And now I've created an Instagram account for said Charlie. You know what? I agree with you. Absolutely fucking not. Listen, people were upset that I didn't make an Instagram account for my own dog. And I said, I'd rather just incorporate him into my own account because it's already hard enough being a social media icon. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not an influencer. (laughs) Your girl's an icon. What is wrong with people? Do you ever wonder that? Like, what is fucking wrong with people? I will say this. Now, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade, they have the cutest baby on the planet. I believe her name's Kavaya, Kavia. I'm obviously butchering that name, but they have a hashtag called Shady Baby because this baby always has just a shady look on its face. Like this little girl always looks like she's giving you attitude, side eye, a little chagrin. Like, so Gabrielle Union will put up photos of the baby and then put up like, like really funny captions. But like, I'm in on that. Hashtag shady baby. Her baby's got an attitude. Do you know what I mean? Like her baby has a moment, has a point of view, has a perspective. That baby is making a bold choice out the womb. And so therefore I support that. Random, just run of the mill McKinsey's and Madison's who name their kids Chesley and Presley and then Presley and Chesley have Instagrams? Absolutely fucking not. I agree with you. What is that transaction years down the road? Do you wait till the kid's 18 and say, here, now you can have control of your Instagram? Oh, by the way, I've put your penis, your young penis all over the internet. You know, I do know it's very controversial within like the celebrity world, whether or not you show your children's faces or you cover them up. So I think it's so, you know, it really brings you in. Like I'm in with uh, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne. I'm like, okay, I'm in. I'm a part of the family. I love the shady baby. You know, and then some other celebrities will post photos of their kids, but then put like a smiley or an orange or an apple over the face. And some, and I totally respect people's privacy, 100% fully agree, like, but I'm, then I'm also like, why, you know, why put up the photo? Do you know what I'm saying? On the other side of that, I'm like, why do we, why do we even put up the photo? If you've got an apple over your kid's face, you know, I don't know. I just feel like that's still a little voyeuristic. It's still a little, well, then maybe just don't, we didn't need to put up a photo at all. Cause you know, some creep on the internet's going to figure out how to undo the Photoshop or some shit. I trust no one, literally trust no one. But yeah, these baby Instagram accounts, just put it on your own account. I'm still going to like it. And I'm not going to get upset and send you a message and say, Mackenzie, too much Chesley Presley footage. I'm not going to do that. If that's your baby and that's a part of your family, that's exciting. Congratulations. There's plenty of people out there that have no eggs at all. I believe I have three, but we'll see. But yeah, what are you doing with the baby's own Instagram account? Now, the kids who can talk, I'm into like a funny toddler. You know, there's that kid who does, he does like drink reviews, Shirley Temple reviews. What is it? Shirley Temple King? Adorable. I'm in. Full throttle. Every time he puts up a new video, I like, I click, subscribe, review it, love it. Live, laugh, loving for the Shirley Temple King. One, because it's a bit nostalgic for me. I used to get Shirley Temples at the club. Uh, you know, we, I, I love a little country club moment, but when I would go with my grandparents, you know, they'd ever all get a nice bottle of wine and I was the queen of Shirley Temples. And if you don't know what a Shirley Temple is, I don't know, were you raised by wolves? Country club or not, that was the kid's drink of choice. 
When your parents were drinking a Tom Collins, you were drinking a Shirley Temple. Who is Shirley Temple? Some of y'all might not know. She was a fucking icon of maybe the 40s. I'm going to look up. Shirley Temple was this adorable little girl who could sing, dance, tap. I mean, when we really look back at it, it's probably a little creepy, but Shirley Temple, she was an actress. She was born in 1928. She died in 2014. And she was an actress, child actress. Now that I'm really breaking it down, it is. It's a little, it's a lot. But she, they had a drink named after her and it was ginger ale or Sprite, a little bit of grenadine. And then you'd put a maraschino cherry on top. Don't know if you know this, but like bar maraschino cherries, I'm pretty sure have formaldehyde in them. Not great. If you go to a place that makes you an old fashioned with the maraschino cherry, whoa, hold on, pump the brakes. I just got so New England. Maraschino cherry, maraschino. I don't know why sometimes I do that now. It's because I miss Jeff maybe, but maraschino, maraschino cherry. Wow. Maraschino. Sorry about that. Let me get back into my roots. Maraschino cherry. Those are pretty much the most toxic thing you can put in your body. But as a child, I would go, you know, when my mom was playing tennis, I'd have six of those. I'd be so fucking high on sugar. I'd be doing zoomies around the outside of the tennis court. I'd go run 18 holes. Dad'd be hitting the links. I'd, I'd catch him on the 16th. He'd be like, you're six. How did you find me? I'd be like, Shirley Temple sent me here. All of that being said, wow, I've really gotten on track. All of that being said, I agree. Your baby doesn't need a fucking Instagram account. I am not a parent yet. Will my children be perfect? Absolutely. Will I probably then be so obsessed and consumed that I make my own child from infancy their own Instagram account? Yeah, probably. But you know what? At that point in my life, my my views will have changed on this. But right now, the rest of y'all, I'm judging you real fucking hard. And Chesley didn't ask for this. Plain and simple. He didn't ask for this bullshit. And uh, rest in peace, Shirley Temple. If you're like me and you're still having multiple drinks at home alone because, hey, we're locked up raw, then you need DHM Detox. I've talked about them before. It's patio drinking season. It's the time. The weather is warmer. It is nicer. I hope you're still quarantining and social distancing. But in the meantime, you can still have a couple of alcoholic beverages. And here's the deal. I like to make sure that I don't feel hungover the next day because I take DHM Detox. It's basically the vitamin for people who like to enjoy alcohol. Hey, why not? Let's be smart, responsible with our booze, but you know, take care of our body while we drink. All you do is take a pill or two pills right after you've had like your first drink and literally it goes into the body and helps break down the nasty toxins that make you feel hungover. It's not really just being dehydrated that equals a hangover. It's the toxins in your body's ability not to be able to break down those toxins that your liver is trying to flush out. Just take two capsules after your first couple drinks and it goes to work. Double up and take another packet if you want, if you're having like a big night, you know what I mean? If you're staying home and really hanging out. They come in convenient packs that are always easy to share with friends and family while you're celebrating. And it's now honestly a key part of my drinking routine. Think about it. How how important is your next day? Well, my next day is very important. I got shit to do. DHM Detox is a risk-free purchase. So if you aren't satisfied after taking the product, they'll give you your money back. So you might as well try it. And I've got 20% off your order. Just head over to nodayswastedco.com and use promo code absolutely at checkout. That's N-O-D-A-Y-S, no days wasted co.com. If you have any questions, send them a message at DHM Detox on Instagram. Let's get to the next call. 
Hi, Heather. It's Julianne calling from Fairfield, Connecticut. I actually have an absolutely yes for today. I know sometimes when you can't sleep, you like to watch military members reuniting with their families or lost pets reuniting with their families. And I'm just here to fill you in on my new favorite TikTok trend, grandparents reuniting slash meeting their new grandchild after quarantining because of coronavirus. Oh my God, I'm actually going to start tearing up again thinking about it. They're so beautiful. And I just wanted to share this TikTok hidden gem with you because I feel like you'll appreciate it. Thank you so much for everything you do. Thank you for keeping us semi-sane during quarantine. We love you so much. Thank you, Heather. Julianne. Okay. First of all, we got to talk about this. You actually physically tearing up in the voicemail just shot a, a lightning bolt of love down to my insides. I mean, that. okay, that I didn't like how that came out, but you get what I'm saying. I love it. I'm like you these days. I'm not a sad crier. I've realized I'm truly a happy crier. There are people, like some people get sad and cry. I'm not a sad crier. When my dad died, I did not cry. Three months after I did, but I'm not like, if I see something sad, I'm not crying. The happy tears, like when somebody gets adopted, I'm like, I love life. That's where I go. And I don't know if I need to talk to somebody about that, but I just always lean towards the happy tears. The sadness just makes me angry. I'm more of an anger, sad person. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, when I can't sleep, I love to watch a couple following videos. I love the videos where people try on those fancy glasses if they have color blindness and they see color for the first time. And it's usually their family members are at like a barbecue and then they, they surprise them with the glasses. I mean, I think the glasses are something like $600 a pair, expensive. And then they always have a big thing of like colored balloons big colorful balloons. And then, you know, the dad who's like working the grills, like, no, you didn't. Oh my God, you guys got me the glasses. And then he puts the glasses on and he can see color for the first time and he sees the balloons and he starts weeping. And there's just something about a grown man named Steve working a grill that's seeing color for the first time that just makes you, I'm not okay. Like that, like a deep, ugly, guttural, just I'm, I'm so fucking unwell when I watch those in the best way. But again, happy, not sad, happy tears. Another thing that gets me, the cochlear implants, when you can ever, whenever a baby is, it's always the, the babies too. But when a baby hears like its mom's voice for the first time and they turn on the implant, you know, the mommy's like, hi, sweetie. And then the baby smiles. I'm like, what? The baby can hear. I can't. Hysterically crying hysterically crying. The military come home videos. And you know what I think is a little fucked up though? They always do something at like a school assembly, which listen, I'm so glad I support the troops. However, you're coming home, coming home safe. That's, that's what we want, right? We want you to come home safe. But they always put these, if it's a mom or a dad, doesn't matter. They're already in their military outfit, right? So they're already in this like polyester suit, probably a little itchy, a little warm. And then they always put them in the fucking school mascot thing. Why is that? Why is that in every military come home video? It's like a junior high pep rally and the dad who's already in his fucking, in his camo, then has to fucking put on another school mascot uniform. I mean, we've already asked the guy to go to the fucking Middle East and figure out some shit. Now we got to ask him to come put on the sweaty fucking mascot. Absolutely not to that. We should be giving him a deep tissue massage before he goes and surprises his kids. Give him a cool lemongrass towel. Sergeant, you know, Jones, can you put on this sweaty fucking costume and pop out at a pep rally? 
Now, are the videos tender? They're absolutely friggin' tender as shit. And I weep. I'm like, he's been gone so long. I love it. I have had this theory that I've talked about on here and with other friends that I've always thought that my dad just, maybe he's really not dead and he's going to walk in one day. I was like, guys, I was in Mexico, deep sea fishing. I just had to get away for a while. So I do kind of have these very weird, almost like, like a deja vu, but like a weird sixth sense where you feel like something's behind you and I turn around. I don't know, you know, when we could still go to the mall, I'd be at a mall and then all of a sudden just kind of whip around. Like, is my dad behind me? Like spying on me? He's gonna be like, surprise. Want to want to get you in front of the, the, the sunglass hut kiosk in the mall. I'm here. I've been here the whole time. Ruin your life for a little bit, but I'm here. I was just joshing. Also, Julianne from Fairfield, Connecticut. Came in with that real hot, that good accent. I love it. These grandparents seeing their kids for the first time, which ties into the, the voicemail we just listened to, which was, you know, Caitlin from Austin bitching about the fucking kids with the Instagram accounts. But you know what? I would watch an Instagram account that's just grandparents meeting the kids for the first time. I feel you. I no wonder you got choked up because it's such a beautiful thing. Yeah, I want to have kids for myself, but I want to have kids because I want my mom to have that experience, whether I adopt, whether I, you know, dress up, my six eventual French bulldogs in, you know, Cabbage Patch Kids. I don't know what that looks like, what motherhood looks like for me. But I do want that experience of like my mom and I just like weeping together, being like, this baby's so cute. I'll tell you what, that'll even top the, the parents seeing the videos. I love the YouTube videos where people are like, you know, they have a hidden message. They're playing charades and they got they're, they're, could the grandparents have to guess? You know, it's like, I'm going to be a grandpa. And it's always some like old man named Mark who's like, what? I can't, one word, I'm, okay, going to be, all right, three, you know. And they're trying to figure it out. And they're like a grandpa. And then the grandma always figures it out, right? The mom always figures it out. And she's like, ah! And then Mark's like, I don't get it. What are y'all trying to tell me? And the mom's just doing zoomies around the kitchen, freaking the fuck out because Mark, the the idiot granddad, can't figure out that they just surprised him and told him, you're about to be a grandfather. It's always it. Mark's just on the couch going, huh? What? And then the mom's just screaming, screaming, crying, doesn't even really embrace the daughter or the son-in-law or vice versa. She just loses her fucking shit. Like runs to the garage, has to stick her head in the um the fucking refrigerator in the garage just to cool down. <laughs> Those make me weep. Or it's the pregnancy videos where the woman surprises her husband. And those make me fucking hysterically cry. When the guy gets excited that he's going to be a dad, fuck it, panty dropper. I'm crying and horny at the same time. I don't know why. It's just a natural reaction. Those videos fucking get me. So I want to just encourage you, if you're in a dark spot right now and you're like, I need to watch something warm, heartwarming before I go to videos, we've got options. Let's recap. We got the blind colored, uh, the blind color, um, colorblind. Wow, blind... Holy shit, I just had a stroke. Blind color? Oh my God, I'm so sorry, guys. There's a, there's a storm whipping in here to Georgia and I just saw some lightning outside and I might, might have gotten a little shock to my tushy. Colorblind videos. When the people can't see and they get the, 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 the glasses. Cochlear implants. When the, when the children can't hear and then they can hear. Military come home videos. Grandparents meeting the babies for the first time. And then grown ass men when they find out their wives are having babies. It's the fucking best. It's the best. 
It's the fucking best. Here's the thing. I've always told you I love surprising other people. I don't like surprises for myself. I shut down. I'm unwell. I soil myself. I I break out in hives. I don't know what it is. I think it's because I'm an entertainer. So I'm used to kind of controlling what I'm surprising people for, right? Like I love people not knowing what's going to happen next. I watch those pregnancy videos and I think like I have a Rolodex of ideas of how when eventually, whether I'm with child or maybe we adopt, like I've thought about it, maybe I adopt. If that's what God, if God wants me to adopt, he's going to send the baby into my world. And then I don't tell any of my friends, oh, this is what I want to do. None of my friends listen to my podcast, so they won't know what's coming. I want to adopt and then not tell anyone and then invite them over for like a barbecue and be like, oh my God, guys, I wanted to show you this. Um, Hold on. I'm going to run inside and go grab it. And then I come out with a baby and they freak the fuck out. And then not only do I have... You know, my mom would be in on it because she can't keep a secret. But then my, I'd have like four of my best girlfriends from high school doing what this other lady does, you know, doing what grandmothers do when they find out that they're about to be expecting grandparents. I just have four women running around the pool screaming, screaming, there's a baby. That's the kind of element of surprise I want. And then we record it, secretly record them, send it in Jimmy Kimmel. And he finally asked me to be a guest on a show. <laughs> Like, that's what I'm excited about. The glasses videos, the military come homes, anybody finding out that they're expecting anything. Also the puppy, wait, there's also elderly, not, I don't want to say elderly, but sometimes it's like an older granddad and then the young grandkids will get them like a golden retriever puppy. Puppy surprises are also great. And when the little kids cry because they're so excited, they're overwhelmed that they got a puppy, those fucking make me weep. Listen, YouTube is a dark wormhole of makeup tutorials, conspiracy theories, DIY hacks, that guy, Dave Dubrovnik, who like lights his asshole on fire. And then there's really tender, tender moments. I'm going for the tender moments. But Julianne from Fairfield, Connecticut, thank you for calling in with that. I think we needed to have that aha moment. My God, what a tender moment. I fucking love you. Let's get to the next voicemail. I don't know how you're fueling up during quarantine, but I'm trying to keep it healthy. Keep it right and tight. And I like to keep it raw, non-GMO, soy-free, clean, gluten-free, vegan, kosher, and certified organic with the highest quality ingredients when I'm having my Go Macro Bars. Macro Bars are packed with 100% plant-based ingredients to fuel your mind and your body. I'm here for that. Listen, they have delicious flavors, including like oatmeal chocolate chip, maple sea salt, and sunflower butter. Oh my God. Sunflower butter and chocolate? Excuse me? Friggin' delicious. What I love is that it's a mother-daughter company and they're based in a rural community and they're all about bringing good, sustainable, delicious, nutritious, plant-based lifestyle products that have a positive effect on the world. They have 15 mouthwatering flavors. And like I said, they're made with 100% plant-based ingredients. So whether you're chasing your fitness goals at home or going for a hike or braving the great damn indoors, Macro Bar are sure to give you the fuel you need to conquer any of your summer wellness goals. Get your hands on some Go Macro deliciousness. Go Macro Bars by going to GoMacro, G-O-M-A-C-R-O.com and use promo code absolutely for 30% off plus free shipping on all orders over $60. Keep it raw, clean, gluten-free, vegan, kosher, and certified organic with the highest quality ingredients. Again, that's gomacro.com and use promo code absolutely for 30% off plus free shipping on all orders of $60 or more. Now back to the podcast. I'm just calling it with an absolutely not 
I recently moved out of my house with some roommates who were my friends. And obviously, as you know from your stories, the post office is a complete bitch. It just really sucks. And it's horrible trying to get your mail transferred. So I literally moved like a week or two ago. So obviously some of my mail is still coming to their house. Trying to get it changed is, has been a pain. But anyway, every time I get a mail, some mail to my old house, whether it be an, uh, a package or an invitation, or maybe say it was like doctor results, my roommate will open it and be like, all of this came in for you today. She opens my mail. To me, that's just an absolutely not. I've asked her to stop. She still does it. I can't even put in the words how annoyed that makes me, but it's just absolutely not. Thanks. All right. This lovely caller asked to remain anonymous. So I'm going to call her Stacy because I, I feel like I just need to address you with your name. And I, and I hear your name and your name is beautiful. And honestly, I might choose that name for a kid's name. So I just want you to know you've influenced me, but I won't share your dirty secret on, on the air. All right. Here's the deal. This is a two-part question or two-part absolutely not. One, the, the, the post office is the most fucking stressful place in the world. Stacy, I don't blame you. It's a fucking shit show. I get in there. I cramp up. I seize up. My my brain, my cognitive skills are out the fucking window. I don't know what it is about that specific government job, but the post office is just a place where dreams go to die. I know that someone will argue with me to the death about this. I think the DMV is far more friendly than the post office. Try getting a passport appointment and having to go in there and get you get regulated on. I go, you didn't fill it out with blue pin. You did black pin. You know what I mean? You're supposed, it's very specific. I went and got my photos done at CVS. The woman said at CVS, I could smile. I get to the post office. You can't smile. It's a whole fucking thing. I always have the wrong form. That's an absolute fucking not. I do not understand how to fill out forms. This is why I do like to go to a UPS or a FedEx you know, I'm sorry, I do. They help you, they, they walk me, they hold my hand, they help me pick out the box. I just need that extra little moment. I'm not, you know, geometry wasn't a, um, a strong suit of mine in, in school. So you're expecting me to look at something. Okay, I want to ship, I'm going to ship a, a teddy bear to a friend. I can't physically look at the teddy bear and then look at a like box options and just look at it and know which one it's going to fit in. Do you know what I mean? I'm a little special when it comes to, I need to touch the box. I need to feel it. I need to kind of put my hand in it, you know, trace the inside. I need to really have a full learning experience with that box. And that's the thing at the, at the post office, you got to fill out the fucking form before you even get to the box. And I'm always like, just send it the cheapest. You know what I mean? Just send it the cheapest. And then I'll end up having like filled out the express form and then I'm just getting fucking screamed at. And then they send you to the back of the line. I mean, it's like the soup Nazi. The DMV, at least you can have an appointment or you have a ticket. So, you know, once your ticket or your number's called, you have however long it takes to fill out that, finish that transaction, you have that time with them. But if you get up to the fucking front desk at the post office, you have the wrong form, the wrong box, you're back 45 minutes. You got to travel back in time. So literally, like, I don't blame you. So now let me get this straight, though, Stacey. You moved. And so obviously going into the post office and having them try to redirect your mail is a clusterfuck. But then now your old roomies are opening your fucking mail. Absolutely not. Great fucking idea. This bitch keeps opening your mail. 
I want you to type up a fake letter, emboss it, get it like a wax seal, something. Have it say, maybe like a legal document. Have it either be like you're fake suing them and put their names on it or that you have not even, I'm not even trying to like make light of like COVID or maybe that you have some sort of like, fuck, I was going to say like, maybe you have some sort of weird disease and you got the test results and just fuck with them. But maybe it's too sensitive because of COVID. Okay. I would say either a fake suing letter that she'll open and then see or a fake thing. Like you witness something like, Oh wait, fuck that FBI, go FBI, go online, copy and paste the FBI like logo and, and write up a letter. Like you're being summoned because you are like, Oh no, no, no. Even better. You, the FBI is calling you. It's your official notice that you have to join like a special elite program with the FBI. Cause your next mission is you, you have to check out like, you have to go find a wanted fugitive. Fuck yeah, let's fuck her up. I don't know what the ex-roommate's name is. Let's call her Annie. I want you to type up a letter that's so out of control that Annie thinks you're about to start a mission as an FBI agent. And then you need to act wiry as fuck around her. Squirrely, you know what I mean? You need to start texting her and be like, hey, I'm just curious. Did you get, um, um, there's a very special letter um, and, and make it, maybe the outside of the letter doesn't have to look that official, but if she's opening it, just say like, I just really need to get my mail and make sure she opens that letter. Wait, make sure she's already, oh, fuck. How do you make sure somebody's already, already opened a letter? Either way, fuck with her. That's it. I got struck by lightning a little earlier, so I'm a little all over the place, but that's what you need to do. Make her think you're on a mission of fucking Mars and you know too much and that the house is bugged. Make her fucking freak. I'm into it. I love a prank. All right. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. This is Danielle calling from Charleston, South Carolina. I'm here with my friend Deanna from New Jersey, and we are actually en route to a bachelorette party, and we're just curious what your take is on the printed bride tribe t-shirt at bachelorette parties, um, and also the penis straws and all of those, you know, the bachelorette party paraphernalia. So we're just curious on your take because to both of us, we agree that all of that stuff is absolutely not. So just checking in to see what you think. My sweet bachelorette girls, um, I believe it was Danielle and Deanna. So you're headed to Charleston or you're from Charleston, headed to a bachelorette party and you want to know what my thoughts are on penis, brigalia, you know, the, the, the bachelorette costume, if you will. Well, here's the deal. I haven't had a bachelorette. Well, I did technically have like a mini bachelorette when I went to Minnesota at the beginning of the year. And my Pie Kappa Pasta sisters, you know, they threw a little like mini surprise for me. We all wore, they all wore the wigs. They put the shit on me and it was actually a fucking riot because it was a total surprise. So in that moment, because it was a surprise, I was totally on board. If I was planning a bachelorette though, and my girlfriends who've known me since kindergarten, asked me to put on a penis hat, I'd literally say you're out of the wedding. No, we're above this. We're, we're beyond this. What I ex- really expected you cheat bitches to do is to all get together and I don't know, buy me a Cartier love bracelet to show that our friendship is goes on for infinity and boys will come and go. But you know what? My girlfriends, my bridesmaids have the lock and key to my Cartier love bracelet. Is that like a $20,000 investment? Sure. Is that what I expect out of my friends? Because I give them so much fucking entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. You bet your ass. 
Now, listen, you're not going to find me out with my girlfriends, you know, at the beach and I'm wearing the white dress and they all wear black. I don't get that. One, I'd be wearing black. I might put them in white. White is not necessarily my color. Um, I like black. It's slender, slimming. It's a little bit more chic. White only really looks good if you've got dark hair. Blondes and white, eh, like, you know, I'm trying to figure out if I even want to do my, my wedding dress in white. Animal print, preferable. But no, if I'm going on a planned, not a surprise, a surprise bachelorette, fucking blow it out. I want strippers showing up in the parking lot at the Chili's. We just ate at, like, I want to do dumb shit. Like a cheesy, funny, like hit a TGI Fridays or a Chili two for Tuesday. And then we go to like a strip club or like somebody's got like a hot cousin named, you know, Nick. And Nick is like just waiting in the parking lot. He like slides open the door to a sprinter van and it's like, you know, a a peep show on wheels. I'm fucking here for that. Even if he didn't strip and he just like opens the door to the van and then like shows me his dick, kind of more like a peeping Tom slash flasher. That to me is I'm still on my toes. This is exciting. Put the, the, the sash on me that says like my last week with dick, you know, whatever. Also, I think it's a little bit of a, you know, a false statement because I found out so many people are swingers. It's fucking beyond me. So all these women where it's like, it's your last week with the same dick for life. Well, half of you bitches are lying. You guys have two margaritas at your tennis club. And the next thing you know, you're inviting Ron and Shirley from down the street home to have sex with you while your husband videotapes it. It's not my cup of tea, but people are doing it. Have I told you all this before? That I found out that there was this giant swingers ring up like near, like not necessarily in my mom's neighborhood, but in another big like country club neighborhood up where we live. Apparently, pineapples are the sign of hospitality, right? The universal sign for hospitality. And if you put a pineapple, if you go to public supermarket, put a pineapple in your, your grocery cart in the top part where you put your purse or a baby would sit. And you just ride the perimeter of the public's parking lot, or not the parking lot, excuse me. The um, You just stay on the outside. If you go down the, what basically what happens is you stay on like, you know, where all the cold shit is. And if you just stay on the outside perimeter, and then I guess if you see someone going past the dairy, going past the meat, the produce, you see someone, they all also have a pineapple sitting at the top of their carriage. Then you two go down like the bread aisle exchange numbers, names. Let's go fuck in my Mercedes in the public's parking lot. I don't get it. Swingers, I don't really get. I love my girlfriends. I love their husbands. I think they all match. They're attractive to each other. I don't want to have sex with my friends' husbands. I don't. Now, maybe I could have sex with a stranger, but I still don't get it. You know, I had two of my dear friends, we were talking about this the other day. We found out a friend of a friend's parents are swingers. And we were having this conversation. We're like, how does that even go down? Apparently the husband will go out and get dudes for his wife to have sex with. Lots of questions here. Okay, so, okay, let's just, let's call it like Mr. and Ms. Smith. What does Mr. Smith do? What kind of chair does he sit in? Is he sitting in a lazy boy? Does he have his feet propped up? Is he having a snack? Maybe a little bit of pimento cheese. Maybe he's eating a Slim Jim and having, you know, a hard seltzer. What is that situation? Is he videotaping? Is he touching himself while this happens? I just can't paint the picture because I could never imagine doing that with Jeff. Like my mind can't even wrap around that. 
If Jeff was just sitting in the corner eating snacks while I had sex with a random guy he picked out at at fucking public supermarket, I, I don't think I could stay in it. Do you know what I'm saying? Also, I need a little A to B conversation. Are you coming over? Are we having a couple cocktails together? What's your blood type? Do you have papers? Like, I need to know these things. So I'm, of course, grilling my friends and like, we just heard it through the grapevine that Mr. and Ms. Smith, Mr. Smith will go out, get random other men, bring them home. And I'm like, what if the guy gets there and the wife's like, not my type? Do they just go for strangers? There's a lot of things that I got to ask about. I know we were just talking about bachelorettes, but listen, I'm doing a deeper dive. These are the things that keep me up at night. This and military come home videos. <laughs> just a lot of factors. I, I'm just saying this out loud. I don't want to have sex with any of my friends' spouses. You know, I just, it's, I, I'm good. It's also like the, the hooking up in public. I've never gotten a thrill of like, you want to go on the roof and fuck? No, I want to be in my bed underneath a fan with a cool lemongrass towel waiting for me. When after I finish, dab off get off me and then let's order a pizza. I'm really into lemongrass towels in this episode of the podcast. But let me tell you what, when you go to Asia, you get a lemongrass towel everywhere. You could be at, you know, a fucking convenience store and they're going to give you a lemongrass towel. And I just think that to me is more of the sign of, of, of hospitality than just a pineapple. Cool towel on the neck. That to me says, welcome to my house, bitch. God, that whole discussion made me thirsty. Thank you for calling in with that. You know, I mean, you got a good point. I don't know. Listen, if you're going it down to Charleston or going to wherever this bachelorette party is and they're making you wear sashes and penis pops, I guess if the bride's into it, do it. But just remember those friends are, you know, like, I don't know. Do a deep eye roll in, in the bathroom, but then go out and be supportive. Because at this point, I guess we got to still be supportive, right? But just remember Whoever the bride is, maybe her name's like Tiffany. Tiffany is probably a fucking swinger. So when, you know, she wears the button that says like last free night, locked, you know, I'm locking that dick down for life. She's probably not. And give her a week into marriage. She's probably cruising the perimeter of a public shopping center with the pineapple in her cart looking for new dick. That's all I'm saying. Trust no one. Well, y'all, it's been another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm fully fucking winded. Just went downstairs to refill my water and I ran up here to finish this episode. And well, I can't catch my breath. Okay. Anyways, into the episode. Love you, mean it. Thank you for coming and, you know, hanging out with me for an hour. I, I love and adore each and every one of you. Remember, like, click, subscribe, send this to your crazy drunk Aunt Linda. She needs to listen to something while she like slowly makes a dirty martini every night at four o'clock. So... Send it to the people that you love and know. I love you. As always, call into the absolutely not line. Let me know what's good. Uh, You guys are dumber than ever, and I love you for it. Talk to you next week on the Absolutely Not Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.